Welcome, one and all, to Power Bombs and Pile Drivers, a wrestling appreciation podcast. I am your host, Chris Cook, and I'll be honest, I wasn't sure when we'd be back. Um, so, just to lay the groundwork before we dive into the episode, uh, the last episode we recorded and dropped was the NWO Part 1, and we dropped that back in November. Um, and then... We've just gone radio silent uh, in the time. I have been talking to people where I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue with the show. Um, just because, to be honest, uh, the traction hasn't been there. Um, and as well, uh, I struggle with anxiety and, uh, and depression. Um, and my motivation to continue the show kind of hit, uh, kind of plateaued. Um, and it was just like, um, or plummeted. Uh, so it wasn't at an all time high, it was at the all time low. And I don't want to, the show to be done, but I don't know if it's going to be the bi-weekly show it was. Uh, I'm hoping to get some semblance of a schedule going forward. Um, but right now we are still here. We're just rejigging and figuring things out. Um, on to today's episode, and also I hope you're I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share with your friends. Um, I'd like to see this grow, and if you're into wrestling, I hope I I hope I have something fun to offer. Um, so, in uh, let's get into today's episode. Uh, it's been a wild uh, week or so in the world of wrestling, and. It reminded me of a time, uh, the closest time like this was uh, roughly uh, 20, 22 years ago almost, uh, just a couple months off of that. And I'll stop beating around the bush. So it news, Vince McMahon last year uh, had to resign in disgrace due to hush money scandals and... Um, various sexual, uh, inappropriate sexual behavior allegations. Himself, um, Johnny Ace, and uh, several others resigned. Uh, at that time, Stephanie McMahon, who was about to take a leave of absence, became a co-CEO with Nikon, and then Triple H took over WWE Creative. And things had been improving, not perfect, but a marked improvement over the past couple months. So late into the late December, early January, a lot of speculation was coming out that uh, Vince McMahon was trying to, he's still the majority stake uh, stock owner. I think he owns 81%. Um, it was like he was going to try to come back and push the V back on the board. Uh, and then the speculation was like he really wanted to be involved in the sale as some media rights were uh we're coming up, so it it seems like he's looking to sell. Um, then very rapidly, Vince McMahon was unanimous, unanimously voted back on the board. Uh, he said he was not going to uh, impact the day-to-day -day or step back into creative. Um, it's just for this media, the media rights potential sale. Um, and it has been confirmed that the company is looking to sell. There's been um, several groups approached, uh, including the cons, 
from most known from AEW. Um, but there were for a couple days, uh, right after uh, right after it broke that Stephanie McMahon was entirely resigning effective immediately. Um, it was then uh, for a good two days, uh, greatly rumored and highly speculated that uh, WWE had sold uh, to this to the public interest fund of Saudi Arabia. Uh, thankfully, that came out to not be the case, but it was, if you were involved in any uh, wrestling circles, wrestling Twitter, uh, wrestling TikTok, wrestling uh, Squared Circle, uh, it was insane, The like the rumor and the innuendo and everything flying around. And then since then, as well, um, you got so much, uh, so much information again. <laughs> Um, that is so much speculation and the joke, my joke to a couple of my friends was like, dang, man, it looks like impacts about to become the, the number two promotion by default again. Um, sorry, Impact. it's just, you're just a fun and easy target. Um, and it actually got me thinking while I was out and about, I was like, what must the last time anything was this wild in wrestling like every everybody's like okay when's hunter dropping like what's happening is the company selling is AEW going to buy it and the last time i can think of anything like this happening and i think there's a bunch of lessons to be learned from this um was when wcw sold uh in 2001 to wwe now uh, then WWF, and then right after as well, EC, uh, ECW folded. Um, and I know that people are like, oh, hey, it was a big deal when AEW bought Ring of Honor. Not knocking Ring of Honor, but it's not in the same ballpark at all. It's not in the same ballpark at all. No offense to Ring of Honor. It's got its place. It had a wonderful product, but it's not... It's not the same thing at all. Um, so what happened with with WCW? Uh, sorry, you're hearing me move. Um, you're hearing me adjust my position. Um, so what happened with WCW and what can we learn from it? Uh, because we, if, if you weren't a wrestling fan at the time, if you've only seen it afterward, you might not be aware of how badly fumbled this this was but there was also a lot of reasonings for the fumbles um and there's been some interesting information that's that's leaked uh that's leaked since uh now some of it confirmed some of it purely speculation but it's the kind of speculation that makes sense um so it's just it's a fascinating time, and I think there is some fascinating parallels. And there's already been uh, from Cultaholic and uh, What Culture some good articles about like, hey, if for example AEW, if the cons were with a with a media group to make a purchase of the the E WWE, like, hey what would they learn? And some of the speculation was fair. Like, I'm not sure they're gonna learn everything and there would be some uh i think there would be some repeats so to set the stage uh world championship wrestling had been thriving 
uh, from the years this uh, from about June, July, 1996 through 1998, 1999. Now, as Bischoff will tell it on his, his podcast and others will share as well. And the excellent, um, Guy Evans Nitro book, um, will explain like WCW come, uh, come 99 was screwed. Um, it had started to get screwed in, 1998 even though 98 was a profitable year like the wheels were starting to fall off but everything became apparent in 99 but especially in 2000 and then into um, 2001 so time warner was merging with aol aol straight up did not want wrestling on their networks they didn't um even though it was profitable um this is before we got to uh the profit losses in late 99 2000 and 2000 um like they had already decided they didn't want it on their network um they wcw had done a number of things uh to bring them to the dance and that made them the number one company um the number one wrestling company in the 90s like wwe revisionist history will just be like oh it was only the nwo now of course the nwo was a huge part of it but wcw was an excellent alternative they did like they had the cruiserweights they had the nwo they had more reality-based angles uh it was much more of a young adult show um that was to a degree sanitizing some of the stuff that was working in ecw and not I'm not saying it's ripping it off because I think Bischoff and others have fairly said like, hey, ECW, while it had its audience, like we were traveling all the time that ECW wasn't playing outside of 2 a.m. So, no, I wasn't aware of what was going on. Um, Like it was channeling some of that, but making it more palatable for the mass audience. This was before attitude like the attitude error kicked in. Now, there was still some ridiculous stuff, but it was still like, hey, no, we're going to have you be a little bit looser with language, not swearing all the time. We're going to get more reality-based, less cartoony. People are going to be using their real names. Um, We're going for a lot. We're showing a lot of international different styles of wrestling, Japanese wrestling, Mexican wrestling, Lucha Libre on a huge platform. There was a lot of reasons WCW was succeeding and thriving in the mid to late 90s uh when aol came in they were basically like hey we're not comfortable with wrestling on your network and then they were saying like well hey we want you to dial down what you're doing uh we want you to tone back on the swearing we want you to not do this stuff that had been successful these were people in a boardroom who couldn't even name the the night that monday night nitro was on uh so wcw was set up to fail and then of course there were creative shortcomings and eric bischoff has also shared numerous times and has come up in the guy uh, again the excellent guy evans nitro book that shows like no it was a corporate decision well before it was at the point of like we're just gonna cancel you um like Bischoff was burned out. He was battling all the time. Uh, 
you're dealing with egos, you're dealing with network interference, you're dealing with a lot. Uh, and WCW in 99, like, really fell off the rails. Uh, in late 99, when Vince Russo took over, oh my gosh, did you? <laughs> you thought you were off the rails before. You don't know what off the rails looks like, son. <laughs> um, where, uh, so WCW in, like, 99... Uh, arguably late 98, 99, especially 2000s, was was plummeting. And WWE, the WWF, was skyrocketing. Uh, it could almost do no wrong. It was printing money. The ratings were unheard of. Um, and even with the biggest draw, Stone Cold being out injured, uh, 2000s uh, episodes of Raw and WWE and their pay-per-views were still selling huge. Uh, with The Rock and Triple H and Mick Foley headlining, um, and their undercard being so successful. It was night and day, almost the fortunes from just like two years prior. Um, so WCW, even though it had been basically decreed, like, now nah, we're gonna, we're done, uh, by AOL as they're coming in, and then Ted Turner, who was the biggest proponent, was basically forced out of his own network, um, WCW then was hitting the creative skids. It was, it was a bad show. It was a, it became a really, really bad show. Now I'm not going to say it didn't, it did have some charm. There is still some stuff to enjoy from 2000s WCW, uh, from the point Lance Storm joins onwards, like you could throw on uh, weekly Nitro or Thunder, and you could find a good Lance Storm match. You could still find some good matches, or the wonderful train wreck Scott Steiner promos, <laughs> or the rise of Booker T. Um, there was, even though the bulk of it was bad, there was still some really good, there was some still really good, or at the very least, really enjoyable stuff. Or Positively Canyon, where he's just, uh, may Chris Canyon rest in peace, was just doing a an insane, exaggerated DDP gimmick where he's Canyon cutting random people in the back, ringside, outside parking tendency. It was amazing. I, I really wish that they had recreated that gimmick for him when he came over. It would have been awesome. Um, but it was it was in shambles. It really was. It was losing money, losing audience and ratings over hand and fist. So by the time it closed its doors, it was or it was closing its doors in early 2001. They knew there was going to be new owners and there was going to be potentially two different owners. What later got known and drawn attention to through uh, through the 83 Weeks podcast is even though Eric Bischoff had been out of creative for a while, uh, there were serious talks. He was with a group called Fusion Media where they were looking at making uh, at purchasing WCW. They were like, we'll take it off your hands. We want the TV time, but we can lower costs. We can go over to, um, we're going to set up a permanent home, at least for a while, out of the Hard Rock Cafe. And we'll do, we'll still do Nitro. We'll still do Thunder. But we're going to 
the show's lost its way. Everything's lost its way. Um, and the hope was, even though a lot of criticism, some fair, some not, gets levied at Bischoff for the state WCW was in by that point, like, if you look at where WCW had been in the early 90s, into the mid-90s, before he took over creative, um, seriously, right before he took over creative, it was the Dungeon of Friggin' Doom, um, or and the alliance to end Hulkamania, and then when Bischoff takes over the creative reins, we're getting the NWO. You can see why there would be faith there. Yes, the NWO got run into the ground, but that wasn't all him. There were others involved in that. Um, it was going to be, let's scale things back. Let's get some new blood in here. Also have some of the older established talent, but let's do things different. Let's do things better. Um, and the title image for the show was the concept for the first pay-per-view and it was going to be called the big bang and it was the idea of every a new beginning for wcw um and there was there was some motion there and that that could have been really cool uh i think that could if it had the chance to succeed it could have succeeded uh would it ever get to the heights it previously did i'm not sure because of the months and years of rehab it would have needed to do um it would have really needed to change i'm not sure it it could have um but aol was like no not only do we not want wrestling on the network like because we're we're partially footing the bill they just didn't want it period so they sold it for what has been uh reported to be somewhere between two to five million, which when you think of how much money that company was making in its prime is insane. It's absolutely mind boggling. Like Jericho at points has been like, I couldn't have outright bought it, but when I found out about it, I probably could have gone to the bank for a loan and purchased it. Just the money you'd make on the tape library alone. Um, so then we get into what was the purchase, where it fell apart for Fusion was when they learned they wouldn't have the TV deal. As soon as it was that, the buyers were like, this isn't worth anything. Um, without the TV time, we there's nothing to rehab. And that's in a way where wrestling was, and to a degree still is. Uh, Jim Ross on his podcast has said like, it's difficult uh, and for some companies now. You need talent, of course, but you also need a television show or a streaming show. You need something to get eyeballs. You need an audience. It The dynamic has changed. And WWF slash E, or just now the E, um, and then WCW had a huge part in that. Uh, there are a number of wrestling promotions that exist without television properties, but those are only going to be so successful and those can only get um, a certain talent for a certain amount of time, unless they're undiscovered basically. So WWE Vince McMahon then purchased WCW. And then, of course, there was the his, the historic simulcast where nobody saw that coming, where dime was dropped that I bought my competition and then Shane, Shane did his reveal. And Jim Ross, through his podcast, has shared a number of details. The Invasion uh, pay-per-view, even though it was the 
I believe the highest selling non WrestleMania pay-per-view is looked at, at back as a bungled affair. And it's so interesting to learn the many reasons that it was bungled. So of course people have always speculated. And I think it's to a degree fair uh, that unless it was Vince McMahon's creation, he didn't have, um, he wasn't fully behind it. Um, now, of course, when we look at what happened with the invasion, you're just like the only big WCW names they got, like actual big names, were Booker T and DDP. Uh, DDP's introduction as the Undertaker's stalker is understandably ridiculed, but the pop when he revealed himself as it uh, as the stalker was a monster pop. Um, but they didn't get uh, they didn't get any of the NWO, the at least the big three Hall, Nash, and Hogan. They showed up the following year. Uh, Bischoff did not come in for a short term deal. Um, they couldn't get Goldberg. They couldn't get any of the big names because the reality is they were on, even though the company was closing, they were still on guaranteed huge money contracts, like several million dollars um, from AOL. So even though like the show is gone, they're still getting paid. So now it's like, Hey, I get to go home. I get to rest and I just get money mailed to me. Um, so already you're not going to get those dream match scenarios. You're not going to get your, the big names that everybody thinks of, of WCW at its prime. They're not going to get, uh, they're even some of the homegrown guys. They're not getting like Mysterio. They're not getting, uh, flair, even though flair showed up later, like they're not getting, they're getting WCW stars, but don't get me wrong. As a WCW fan, I really enjoyed Billy Kidman, but Billy Kidman's name value wasn't that high, even though he might be thriving in the ring in the dying days of WCW. He's not drawing. Uh, nobody was drawing. The company wasn't drawing. Um, as much as I loved watching Lance Storm, he wasn't the most charismatic guy and he wasn't he wasn't drawing. Uh, WCW did have a lot, even though they had like Sean O'Hare and some young guys who could like, they, they needed fine tuning, uh, Canyon as enjoyable and fun as he was, he didn't break through that next level ever. Uh, so when we got the invasion as a wrestling fans and you were like, oh, the dream matches of Undertaker Sting of Austin Hogan or of Austin Goldberg, of DX against the NWO, um, and on and on and on I go, none of that was doable. Like, the most you could have done was, because DDP and WCW was known as the People's Champion, you could have done that with The Rock, but Austin, Austin Page or Austin Booker T wasn't ever necessarily like a marquee dream match. And no offense to like Bill DeMott, but Bill DeMott wasn't in any dream match scenarios either. Like, oh, Bill DeMott against Albert? Yeah, no, that's that's not going to be a huge sale. Um, so it was like that because all these other guys were like, 
are they going to opt out of millions of dollars and they get to rest their knackered bodies? Of course not. Um, there's also been a lot of interesting information about how things got so bungled. So aside from that, at one point, it did seem to be like McMahon did earnestly look at doing this well, potentially doing this right. Now, I don't think it would have ever fully satisfied the WCW audience, because even though they got to be, especially in the late 2000s, a really bad version of WWE, WWE light, um, the audience had always looked for something different. Uh, in the year or six months, I can't remember which, what, where Vince McMahon bought a Jim Crockett promotions time slot, like the audience turned on it because it was corny 80s WWF stuff. And they were like, no, I'm not in for this. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't like this. So I think it always would have been a derivative of what was going on in the WWE and more that style. But to be fair, at that time, it was, you could argue, it could do no wrong. It was so successful. Um, but there there were plans to do a separate WCW show. There was a storyline set up where it was like, oh, Vince uh, Shane had bought it, uh, setting up the match for WrestleMania, and that was their way of announcing this going forward. Uh, but the storyline plan was Vince was going to have an affair with Tori Wilson, which they kind of hinted at in the show anyways. Uh, and then Linda was going to divorce him. And then him and Shane were going to start the rival WCW show. Um, parts of that story were incorporated in later invasion, but it was it was planting the seeds. And the idea was, yeah, no, we'll do its own show. It, what, and we're not going to do Nitro and Thunder and then Raw and SmackDown. It's going to be one WCW show and one WWF show. Now, it's been back and forth on the report of whether or not it was going to be Raw that would become the Nitro show or SmackDown. Uh, it's hard to imagine that Raw would have been given up, but it's possible. Uh, Vince McMahon, evidently, and I'm trying to give him some credit, uh, rightly believed like, hey, this is like, we're going to need as much uh, WCW is going to need the majority of attention because like, not only is it a new acquisition that we're sharing with a new audience, but also like, we really have to rehab this thing if we're going to, if we're going to turn it into a successful entity. Because um, to be fair, it was in shambles. Even it, I think if AOL had been all right with it being on, like it would have been a battle that Bischoff and Fusion would have had with after post Big Bang, um, just rehabbing and rehabilitating its image. So with WWE, though, as much as it would have been an interesting idea to see if they could have pulled it off, I think it was doomed to fail. Um, there was initial speculation that it could have been on TNN as well, but then USA, who they were with at the time, was not okay with them uh, having a show on a rival, like a full-on rival network. Like, even though SmackDown was on a different network, sorry, UPN, um, I don't know what you're called now, but you're where all the 
young adult superhero shows are. Um, like UPN wasn't in the same ballpark as USA. It just wasn't. Um, and they might, they might've shared a parent company. I can't remember, but they weren't all right with that. And then um, as well, it's a network then being like, wait, why are we rebranding to something that was actively losing money, losing viewers? Um, and then we got the debacle of that raw main event with Buff Bagwell and Booker T. Now, I really think that it was a knee-jerk reaction from Vince, because at that point, it seemed like he decided after that, then and there, because make no mistake, it was a disaster. There's been worse matches, but it was a disaster. Um that it was a very knee-jerk reaction to be like, all right, then and there, we're done. Like, this is less than. Um, and there's speculation that people had their ears being like, no, you got to book them looking weaker and all that. But it, I don't know how it could have succeeded when it was just like, it didn't even have a week of promotion. It was just like, oh, this week it's going to be like, the Raw main event is going to be a WCW show with a new edgy but horrible logo um and <laughs> we're gonna have booker t and buff bagwell and it's gonna be i don't even think it was in atlanta so it wasn't even like it was in, and they were in atlanta soon thereafter so it's not even like it's in front of a uh, a pro wcw audience they were in a pro wwe crowd and it was hey your audience you've been talking down to the of this promotion and its performers for years now. And then you're like, hey, no, we want you to cheer this and embrace this. It's not going to work. Uh, so it was seemingly doomed to fail. And then, of course, as well, it was a bad day in the ring for, for Booker T, who's a really good hand, and Buff Bagwell, who was never the best wrestler, uh, a guy who was an enjoyable performer, more of a character, um, who could connect with the audience. Like he was over in WCW, but he was never the best worker. So it didn't seem like it was set up to succeed. It really did seem like it was, it was going to, it was doomed to fail. Um, because it was it was hot shotted. The whole the whole invasion was hot shotted. I get why, because you've got this huge financial uh this huge financial success op op <laughs> sorry, I can't words this huge opportunity for like a great financial success staring right in front of you. So of course you're gonna go for it. But it could have been it, it could have been so much better. The other thing where, again, this part is just rumor and speculation, but it's understandable if it was the case, is right around this time as well, the XFL was closed. The original run of the XFL was a failure. It was. Like, I'm not trying to sound mean. It just, it was a failure. It didn't work. Uh... It got, it was canceled. It was, it was done. Um, so that would have hurt McMahon's pride a lot. And that man is, from all reports, a very, very prideful human being who doesn't take failure well, uh, who has had failure uh, like other, other ventures fail. Um, 
So then it's been speculated, and I think it's fair that you got to wonder how much of that was impacting his decision making. Like, okay, I just failed when I tried to do something outside of wrestling. If I do something within wrestling and it can't succeed, am I going to be able to handle that? And I don't know if I honestly don't think at that time he could have. Um, and then he wasn't interested in building up the brand at all. Uh, so it was almost like the confirmation bias that where if there was nervousness because of the failure of the XFL, how much rehab work WCW would need, but then almost the confirmation bias because of how poorly over that Booker T Bagwell match went where it's just like, nope, they're all less than they can't draw here and we're just done. Let's just make make some money out of this and then put it out of its misery. And McMahon would then later on take as many shots as WCW could, uh, even though the documentary series of the Monday Night Wars was more even handed than the DVD. It was still biased. It was still uh, WWE's version of history. Um it's interesting to think what would have happened if WCW had succeeded. And in some ways, in better ways, I just begin, maybe because of the network it's on and its references to some of the history, AEW seems to me like a spiritual successor of the good stuff from WCW. Uh, so it's almost interesting, <laughs> like, oh, the spiritual successor back on the other network where its former rival was is interested in buying. It just, this whole thing with uh, the E and its potential sale really took me back to that. And it's fun exploring what happened um, with WCW at the end, because even though there's a lot of bad to look at, there was some good and some fascinating. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Powerbombs and Piledrivers. Uh, let me know uh, if you learned anything new. Um, I'd really recommend, especially about the death of WCW and hearing from people outside of wrestling talk about it factually, um, like executives at AOL Time Warner. Um, Though, like those higher ups talk about it, I cannot recommend uh, Guy Evans' Nitro book enough. It's fantastic, um, but it's really an interesting time to be a wrestling fan. Um, there's been almost a mini boom over the past couple of years where we've now got more product than we that we've had in years, and so now with this rumor of a sale, people are nervous about the monopoly again. Um, and even though it's with a company that you could argue is better. It's still probably not, uh, Monopoly is not necessarily a good thing. Um, but let me know your thoughts in the comments. Uh, if you enjoyed this uh, episode and our show, please share it with your friends. I hope you all have a wonderful day. We'll be back um, with another episode. I'm not sure when we're still ironing out the schedule and trying to figure things out, but we will be back. Or if we do go away, there will actually be an announcement. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Take care. God bless, my friends and enjoy some wrestling. Peace!